What kind of jungle music we got going on this morning? Good morning, everybody. That song's saying, get ready. I wonder if people are getting ready today. Are they getting ready for the coming of the Lord? He is coming back. I want to be, I want to be ready. I want to be reading my Bible. I want to be praying. I think as Brother Chapman uh, sang the other night about I want to die speaking in tongues. So many of our elders, I've heard several stories of that, <coughs> that they were breathing their last breath and uh, looked like they were, you know, weren't aware anymore. And all of a sudden they just became aware, became coherent, and began to pray and speak in tongues and then pass from this life. That's getting ready. That's getting ready. I want to be ready when he comes back. Well, we got uh, we are back in the office today. It feels like it's been a long time, though I can't see Matthew. He's hiding. There we go. Now I can see him. I got to be able to see everybody, so if I get some wisdom. I don't like my squeaky chair, though. I don't like my... I got to gotta get some WD-40. I think I maybe have some WD-40, but you guys don't want to hear a squeaky chair. <clears throat> so we're back in the... It seems like it's been a while. We had fall conference and then some guests. And and so it's just back to normal today. It feels good. And we have heat. We have heat in my office this morning. So thank you, Brother Malcasian. Brother uh, <clears throat> brother Brame helped us out over the phone, FaceTiming. And uh, Brother Malcasian found the bird's nest. Say church, uh, I guess they were thinking church is for the birds. <laughs> the birds were trying to get into the church. We had to like uh, kill like or get some dead birds out of above the evangelist quarters a few months ago. But thankfully we didn't find any dead birds. Right, Brother Logan? Yes, just the nest. We just found the nest. But it was a big nest in there plugging up everything so hopefully we'll keep them out this spring well i like what happened yesterday i like to do a broadcast like i'm getting ready to do today because uh what can you call what can you say it i don't know if it, if the word is authentic uh i'm looking for a word it's uh 
uh, organic. I don't know. Maybe that's a cool word to use. It's organic because what happened, we talked yesterday about forgiveness and uh, we talked about, you know, if we don't forgive that, that God will not forgive us. And like, I don't want to have a problem with forgiveness because I, I need his forgiveness. I must have his forgiveness. So I'm not, God help me that I don't have a problem forgiving people because I want him to forgive me. But after the broadcast, when I say, um, I like this, that this feels organic, this feels uh, uh, authentic this morning because we started discussing yesterday's broadcast the broadcast after 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 we were done yesterday and the question was asked well can i can i forgive myself and so i began to you know use talk about the scripture and i thought well that's going to be a that's going to be my broadcast for tomorrow so here it is it's just authentic it's original it's organic this morning and so the question, can I forgive myself? And <clears throat> maybe you need to listen to yesterday's broadcast and today's. But here's the scripture that came to me when I was asked the question, can I forgive myself? Is Romans chapter 8. And Romans chapter 8 and verse number 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemn sin in the flesh. If we don't experience the power of repentance and forgiveness from God, yes, we live condemned by the enemy. I mean, I can't imagine living without God's forgiveness and his mercy on my life. But you look at it here, people do. People, and yes, you're going to wake up every day just feeling, man, of all the things that you've done, that's condemnation. Condemnation comes when the enemy tries to come to you and and... You are a horrible person. Think of all of the things that you've done. Can I tell you this morning, people deal with big stuff. And so the question, how how can I forgive myself? You know, I've done this. I've done this, Brother Pearson. I've done this, Pastor. Um, how can I forgive myself? Well, I believe here in Romans chapter 8, and I know we could probably go um, other verses also, but he... I believe Paul is really trying to make a point. There's no condemnation when you are in Christ Jesus. When you've been, when you've been, you you've repented of your sins. You've been baptized in the only saving name, and He's washed away every sin. You've been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost by speaking in tongues. There is no condemnation. And why do you think that Paul wrote? There's therefore now no condemnation. Because people feel condemnation. He, he, he said, I want to let you know there's no condemnation. So somebody was dealing with being condemned. Like, can God forgive me? Can I forgive myself? 
I like it that for every question that we have, there's always a Bible example. And to me, and we use this often, but I don't know that there could be a better Bible example of the one that wrote these words. Paul. Paul knew what condemnation was. I wonder, I don't know the time frame, some, probably some theologian knows the time frame of, of Stephen, where it says that Saul was consenting unto the death of Stephen. I don't know what the time frame is, but from the time of Stephen's death until the time that Paul was struck down on the road to Damascus was probably a time of great condemnation to Paul because he saw what happened and he saw Stephen's reaction and how uh, Stephen was... Man, he had a relationship with God. He said, forgive these people as he was breathing his last breath. So Paul knew what condemnation was, I'm sure. And and you can even go further with it that Paul was perhaps very responsible for many Christians dying, many, many families being split up. It said that the Christians were scattered after the, the, the death of Stephen. So Paul knew firsthand by a personal example of what condemnation was and he was he was preaching it there is now for therefore now no condemnation and you know that's why I always I don't know if you notice but I like to end ever I don't we can have a deep moving service and sometimes we just like go home people are praying and we just put up the dismissal sign. But I like to end church on an uplifting note because we are victorious. I like people to leave the house of God with their hands raised. Yeah. We are not devil. Yes, sometimes the, 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 the preacher preaches. And, and I, I'm going to use two words here. It's the preacher, he doesn't bring condemnation, but he brings conviction. And there's a difference between that because because the devil, he brings condemnation and tries to tell you there's no hope. But God says, I want to preach conviction to you that there's hope and change in your life and, and you leave victorious. Can, so the question, can I forgive myself? I don't really, I don't have the power to forgive. But can I tell you, God forgives big stuff and that's why we have to hold to like you know paul several statements made by paul again he's the one that wrote this there's therefore now no condemnation that's forgiving yourself when the devil comes with the condemnation it's like you know i can't forgive myself but i can tell you devil i have been forgiven so i don't care how bad it is my God is bigger. But two statements by Paul. Again, he wrote these words. There's no condemnation. And I want to read a little bit more as, as we close uh, this morning uh, <clears throat> in Romans chapter 8. Because this Romans chapter 8 talking about no condemnation to those that are in Christ. If you've been repented, baptized in his name, filled with the Holy Ghost, there's no condemnation. I think this is the third time I said Two statements by the Apostle Paul. What did Paul say? One scripture, he says, I die daily. 
Again, what greater Bible example than the Apostle Paul to say there's no condemnation because he dealt with big things in his own life that he had to live with every day when he woke up. And you say God forgives and forgets, but Paul might have been working with some family that he had to work with in doing missionary journeys, no doubt that some of their family members had died because of the hands of Paul. And he had to be, he had to interact with these people. So Paul said, I die daily. No doubt what he was talking about when he was saying, I die daily, that the devil tries, because the devil never gives up. The devil would try and bring condemnation. But Paul would say, I could say it, I forgive myself. I, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take that condemnation, devil. That's saying I forgive myself because I know my God is a merciful God and he forgives. I die daily. So <clears throat> I take it to God. I repent. I repent on a daily basis because there are things that are not easy to deal with in this life. We have, we have, we have memories and every time that devil tries to bring that up, no condemnation. I'm going to go back. I'm going to die daily. But what's the second statement made by the Apostle Paul? And that is, um, we're going to talk, I'm going to end with the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why the Holy Ghost is so important. Paul said, I, what did he say? I speak in tongues more than you all. I believe Paul spoke in tongues more than everybody because he needed to. It's like, I need the Holy Ghost on a daily basis. Um, and and we all need the Holy Ghost. I want to speak in tongues. I, I need his, I need the power of God on a daily basis. And that's how I forgive myself. I get the Holy Ghost. No condemnation. I want to close. I just want to read a little bit more. I, I read, for what the law could not do in the flesh... Do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. He took on every sin of mankind. Thank you, Jesus. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. I don't want to be carnally minded. <laughs> but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. There's no condemnation. There's life and peace. <clears throat> Amen. When you live victoriously with him. Devil, you're not bringing condemnation to me. I am victorious. <clears throat> Any other comments this morning? And uh, thankful that I don't have the power to forgive, but God, he forgives big, big stuff today. He's a mighty, mighty great God. <clears throat> there is therefore now no condemnation. I'll even, I'll even read another verse. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law, and law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh. I don't have to take that condemnation, devil, that you bring to me. I don't live. I, ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Does anybody in here have the Holy Ghost?
I got people raising their hands. Son, everybody say amen if you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I need the Holy Ghost today. The uh, You're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, that's the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost today. <clears throat> Let's have a great weekend. Uh, anniversary services this weekend. Looking forward to Brother Paul Deeds, Sister Cheryl Deeds being with us. Invite somebody out to the house of God. No formal prayer, no formal outreach, but uh, if somebody wants to go on outreach, contact me. Oh, I, t I said I was going to tell one more story. I forgot about, oh, I can tell it. I'm going to close. Uh, you get two You get two for the price of one today. I just want to tell a, I told him I was going to tell about Sister Pearson and I running, right? Didn't I say that, Logan? Yeah. We were in Indiana, and maybe I've told this before, but I just felt to say this about the importance of the church, the importance of, of holding, uh, being together. And you know what? I don't, don't sow discord in the church. This is just a natural example of the importance of the church being together. We got to be together to have revival. I think it is, is it John chapter 17? I preach from Jesus is final. It says his work on earth is done. And then he says, be as one. The importance of sticking together. When we get isolated, when we get separated, we're in big trouble. And that's what sowing discord does. It separates, divides, uh, makes people, you know, uh, get at each other and, uh, and and not be together. My words aren't coming right this morning, but Sister Pearson and I were on a run. I think I may have used this example a little bit, but I think a different aspect of this came to me the other day, and that is we were we watched and we heard. I mean, it was very very loud. These ducks were like squawking more than normal, right? I mean, they were, you know, sometimes they go quack, quack. But I mean, these guys were going quack, quack, like a lot. And so we're watching, like, what is going on? And we watched an eagle. We watched an eagle swoop down from way up high in the trees. And I mean, he flew right into those ducks. And like, he is trying to grab one of those little baby ducks. And we watched him. He didn't succeed. And he went way back up into the tree. And you could watch that eagle. And he was just, he was in that tree branch. He was just watching his eyes. He's looking down. And you, it was so cool. You watched those ducks. And uh, I don't, I don't know. My imagination's going crazy this morning. But there was a lot of ducks there, wasn't there, Sister Pearson? I don't think it was just mama and daddy duck. I think there were uncles and and cousins and, and aunts that were there because there was a whole lot of ducks and they were surrounding those little baby ducks and they were squawking. I mean, they were being as loud as they could and you could tell they were just staying all packed together. Oh, aren't you thankful for the church? And you know what? We watched over probably, what, 15, 20 minutes as that eagle made several swoops. I mean, he was coming down and he never succeeded because those ducks stuck together and they saved those baby ducks. You know what? I guarantee you the eagle is successful sometimes, but he's probably successful 
when somebody gets separated, when they're not together. He's watching for somebody to say, ah, you know what? We don't need, I, I can do this on my own. Well, you're in big trouble. Thank God for the church. That's what I want to close with. Well, you got two for the price of one this morning. See you on Sunday. Let's have great weekend, great church. Invite somebody to the house of God. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you all. Oh